0: This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast.
1: This is AMI-audio live, bringing community events
2: closer to you.
1: We're inside the Mattamy Athletic Centre, formerly known as Maple Leaf Gardens, for the 2018 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament, where over 80 players from across North America will skate during this three-day tournament. We'll be here live all weekend, bringing you extensive coverage of the tournament. We'll be covering live games. We'll have analysis and interviews of players, as well as some organizers. Over the course of today's broadcast, you'll be hearing the opening ceremonies, we'll which will get underway in just a few minutes. But once the opening ceremonies are complete, we'll jump right into the action with our first open division game with Team Black taking on Team Yellow. And the game following that will open. We'll have another open division game with Team Red versus Team Gold. And then the final game of the night will be a low division and development game. And we'll be broadcasting all of these games live right here on AMI-audio as well as AMI.ca play-by-play will be done by Nico Carterelli with color commentary provided by a familiar voice here on AMI which is Mike Ross who's a host of Live from Studio 5 heard right here on AMI-audio. But right now, I'd like to welcome in my co-host today, Dave
3: Basso. Dave, how are you? Jeff, good to be here. How are things with you? I'm really looking forward to this day. I'm looking forward to this weekend, and I hope it uh, promises to be as good and as well played as it was last year.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this because this is the second year where I have been involved in this tournament. And last year, I was pretty surprised by how well these players did play. I was surprised because I had not seen this sport before live in action and seeing it on tape compared to seeing it live in person was just a completely different experience it was way faster than I would have expected and the players were top-notch as well and I'm sure as I spoke to a bunch of them last year that they have the time of their lives at this tournament I mean we're playing inside former Maple Leaf Gardens which is historic enough as it is and having players come across North America to join us here in Toronto is quite the experience so I'm really looking forward to this as well and right now I'd also like to welcome in a couple of the guys that you may know from the station as well They are the neutral zone. So, Brock Richardson, I'll let you guys take it away.
2: Hey, thanks, Jeff. And as Jeff mentioned, I am here with my crew. Today I have Cam Jenkins and Brett Wills. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Very well, Brock. How are you? I'm good. Doing Uh, well, Brock, as always. Good to be here at the Matami Center. Yes, as Jeff mentioned, it's pretty iconic. Just quick thoughts. What are you guys uh, looking forward to this weekend? Brett. Well uh as
1: uh we've uh, sat here for a few minutes already and uh seen a, a little bit of uh the uh the sport as it is uh just uh the uh the compete level and the camaraderie and uh just uh this is something new for uh I know for
2: me I don't know about you Brock and I'm not sure about you Cameron but uh it's just uh something new to watch Yeah absolutely I couldn't agree with you more I, from the time we knew we were going to do this uh, i've been looking forward to it and like you said just the skill level that we saw you know in the first 40 minutes of being here has been pretty incredible cam what about you what are you looking forward to i'm looking forward to looking forward to hockey at the end of the day hockey is hockey is hockey and looking forward to a lot of compete level uh some good games and we'll see where it goes from there so our role this weekend just quickly will be uh Coming at you about for 10 minutes at the end of every game, uh, just giving you what we feel has gone on, and so you hear from us a lot this weekend. With that, I think I'm throwing back over to Jeff.
1: Awesome. Thanks, guys. And Dave, I want to welcome you back in. And if for, for those of us who aren't familiar with the sport of blind hockey, I'm just going to go over a couple of the rules here. As mentioned, uh, all the players are legally blind. Players must be classified as eligible in one of three international blind sports federations, also known as the IBSA The most significant modification is the sport features an adaptive puck, which makes noises and is both bigger and slower than a traditional puck. Players levels of vision range from legally blind, approximately 10% vision or less to totally blind with the lowest vision athletes playing defense or goal. And I want to go over the puck because that was one of the stories of last year of they tried to bring in a beeping puck. And I was talking to Matt Moore, one of the executive directors with blind hockey Canada. and He said, they're probably not going to bring that back this Mm -hmm. year uh, it just didn't work it just gets beat up too easily and I was reading that the puck they have to use they basically have to change the puck after every game because it it gets beat up
3: and it gets to be really expensive when you're using technology like totally. that I, I i wouldn't I wouldn't close the door on that happening in the future Jeff because it, you know it's it's just like any sort of project it goes back into into the uh, into the tent and you kind of you know, figure it out again and you come up with another mechanism that may or may not work uh, you know if we're if we're talking about both this in the next two three four years on this broadcast i know this tournament's going to be around but and and it returns i wouldn't be surprised if it comes back better than ever because they seem to have the know-how of of what it takes to have a, a good progressive puck it's just a matter of tinkering with what kind of uh, what kind of formula will work with it properly and and the cost of it as well because yeah. you don't want to be issuing a puck per period or a puck per game considering there's so much action that goes on in the weekend we're talking about three games here today uh, a multiple of games tomorrow and then on sunday you know so if you're using a puck for every separate game that's a heavy heavy budget
1: yeah exactly and i wouldn't close the door completely as you said on on another adaptive puck because the, the one problem with the puck right now is that once it leaves the ice and i've had a little bit of experience i mean i don't know if anybody saw the promos where uh, i was attempting to play blind hockey on AMI TV. <laughs> uh didn't go over so well but the second that puck does leave the ice um it's really hard to hear because right right. Now they have nine um uh, bearings in it that almost sound like a cowbell you can you might be able to hear in the background right now it almost sounds like cowbells going off uh, once that puck does leave the ice, it is really hard and almost becomes silent. So for the goal, is really tricky. I was going to say it's a, well. it's a
3: goaltender's nightmare, isn't it? It, it, it totally is.
1: <laughs> and, and going back to the puck, the, the, uh, the dimensions, five and a half inches wide and almost two inches thick. So it's a pretty big puck. It's weighted pretty heavily. Uh, they don't allow slap shots. However, when I did take a slap shot in that one promo, I noticed it was super heavy. Uh, so you won't see any slap shots here in this tournament. Uh, going through some more of the rules, there's custom nets for those of us who are live in the audience where we're coming down to experience the, uh, the whole event this, this entire weekend. The nets are a little bit smaller as well. They're not your traditional four-foot-high nets. They're actually three-foot nets rather than the four, and uh, that just makes it so uh, the noise can be tracked a little bit better. Uh, the game is played with standard double-IHF safety protocols, including no-touch icing and crease violations to ensure that the players are obviously safe. Uh, all players must wear full protective uh, equipment, including a face mask. So it's basically the same exact type of uh, rules as you would see in a traditional uh, NHL game, if you will. So everything's pretty much the exact same um, we're just about to get underway with the opening ceremonies. I don't think they're quite ready yet, so we'll just keep going here. Um, I want to go back to last year because it was my first time here. And, I mean, I'll, I'll, it's crazy to see because the opening, the opens, um, the open division compared to the uh, low division and development team, um, there is a little bit of a difference there in the skill level. Uh, however, we were just watching what they incorporated just this year is the youth development Yes. League. And th- I have to say, I mean a lot of the guys were, were there was a couple of really young small kids on the ice, which is really cool to see, but um, I have to say, I mean I think you 'd probably agree with me, but the skill level is there I, I think this sport is uh, blossoming, and to see the have to see them have the youth um, development league is uh, pretty incredible as well
3: I think it certainly is we 're seeing tomorrow 's player today basically yep. because and, and, and the more the more it generates in popularity we could be looking at a tournament one day that has four or five teams per division you know Mm -hmm. and and it's and and the thing i love about the youth division too is kids talk kids want to get involved with other kids it's you know if if i if i have a friend in hockey i want my friends to be involved in hockey same thing for for everybody involved in the sport it it doesn't matter what sport you play you want more and more so i i'm optimistic as as seeing a, a youth division happen for the first time they're introducing it as you mentioned Next year, there could be two or three more teams the year after that. And if we're forecasting in the future, uh, I I see big things happening. And then once they once they graduate from that youth division, they're still going to be playing hockey. Hockey's for life. You know, I I think I think we could all say that, you know, uh, you know, uh, God willing, we we hope to play in our 60s and 70s if we could. Right. So (laughs) so but it's, you know, skill levels will will decrease and increase and so forth but uh no it's they're picking it up at the right time uh and uh and you know what i expect to see these kids that we saw earlier in tournaments like this uh in later years
1: yeah and this is the sixth annual year of this event and just talking to matt a couple days ago when he came into the ami studios and he said how much it's grown yes and now to have 80 players all across north america is, is a pretty special feature and he was surprised. I mean, he's he's saying that, you know, this year he's added the youth division, so it's just getting even more jam-packed. He was saying, you know, before um, they would have so much extra time on their hands in previous years, and then now they're starting to fill up that time with the youth division. I'm sure in the next couple of years you'll see more and more teams come to it. Um, it it's It's very special. And you're right, hockey is for life. And I mean... Um, to start out with the youth division, where a lot of these kids don't have that opportunity to play on, on a team where they're from, um, to come here and play blind hockey, a sport that's adapted just for them, uh, is a pretty incredible feature as well. And um, it, it's, just, it's honestly, I was, I was, I've been looking forward to this event all year. I mean, we're in a historic building, and a bunch of these different players come from all across North America. And I remember talking to a couple of people last year. I mean, they come from Pittsburgh. They come from Washington. They come from New York. Yeah. All, well, all, I even see, I even, uh,
3: Jeff, I see on the program, San Diego, <laughs> really? uh, Calgary, uh, Washington, Chicago, uh, East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. I mean, w- there's no exaggeration when they're saying North America. You know, there's even one from the Oxford, Oxford in the UK. Yeah. So that's overseas. Right. You know what? And, is... and there will be European players coming over once it, it, it's bound to happen. It's happened in every single sport. It's going to happen here. But uh, it really is something. There's no exaggeration when they say North. North America and beyond.
1: Yeah, exactly. And going back to some of the rules of the player safety, obviously the protocols are the same. I remember last year we had a, a bunch Players, of. Well, you to we're to actually going to get a- underway a- here. We're a- going a- to a- throw a- it down to Mike Ross, who has the a- a- PA call a- a- for today's a- a- ceremonies. A- a-
0: brought to you by the CNIB, the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. Give you a de hockey sonorum Canadian 2018, presented par AMI, Accessible Media Inc., and ECA, the National
2: Canadien for the aveugles.
0: My name is Mike Ross, I'm the host of Live from Studio 5 on AMI-audio and the public address announcer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Canadian Blind Hockey is a registered charity that runs life-changing blind hockey programming coast-to-coast and our programs and events are only made possible thanks to the generous donors and sponsors that we would like to present today. A huge thank you to our presenting partner, AMI Accessible Media Inc. Our national program partner, the CNIB, the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. Our tournament sponsors, Ryerson University, Maddeny Athletic Centre, Toronto Education Workers Local 4400, Mannion, Electra Health Floor, CCM, Letgo Brasso and Associates, Mackenzie Investments, Eye Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario, York Toros, Lions International, First Line Promotional, Tim Hortons, the Washington Kids Foundation, Holiday in downtown Toronto, and in the GTHL Canada. 2018 marks the sixth anniversary of the Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. This year's event features over 100 players from 11 different blind hockey programs from across North America, including athletes from who are participating in our first ever children and youth division. The future of the Paris sport of blind hockey is bright. This, these are the following clubs participating in this weekend's event. The Toronto Ice Albums, <laughs> the Zibu de Montréal, Vancouver Eclipse, the Calgary Sea and Ice the Edmonton Seahawks, the Newfoundland Highlanders, Forward for our ceremonial puck drop. Will Kelly Serbu from Team Yellow and Anthony Ciula come forward for the ceremonial faceoff? And turn and face the Canadian flag at the north end of the building as we play our national anthem. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.
3: Hi, I'm Ramiya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.